Hi, love. I'm Nicole Weston, and you are listening to Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. In this community, we focus on creating a safe and sacred space for us to cultivate loving, gentle, and compassionate relationships with ourselves first so that we can be present in our relationships with our partner and children and be the best mom we can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on Redefining Motherhood. Today, I'm sitting down with Jamie and Patricia. Let me tell you about Jamie. Jamie is the Regional Perinatal Mood Disorder Coordinator throughout North Simcoe, Muskoka, working at a Virilia Soldiers Memorial Hospital. She's also a Regional Volunteer Coordinator for Postpartum Support International. She holds a Master's of Science in Nursing and a Perinatal Nursing Certification from the Canadian Nurses Association. Jamie's work experience includes 18 years of clinical nursing, seven years of teaching and simulation, and five years in clinical leadership positions. She has collaborated at the local, provincial, and national level with multiple organizations and committees. Jamie suffered from untreated postpartum depression, anxiety, and obsessive compulsive disorder 13 years ago. In her current position, she uses her lived experience to advocate for equitable services and provides education training to local healthcare and social service providers who support families suffering from perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And Patricia is a mom of two who became a fierce perinatal mental health advocate after struggling to find help for prenatal and postpartum depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder. She is also a journalist and has written numerous articles on perinatal mental health for Huffington Post, Canada, and runs the Cheeky Maternal Mental Health Matters Facebook and Instagram pages. You can join her private Facebook postpartum depression and anxiety support group with thousands of women from around the world who support each other 24-7. So thank you, thank you so much, ladies, for being here. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves and tell us a little bit about um, what does redefining motherhood mean to you? Well, thanks for having us, Nicole. So my name is Patricia Tomasi. I'm the co-founder of the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaborative. And redefining motherhood to me means making sure that there's universal screening and adequate treatment and timely access to treatment for anyone experiencing a perinatal mental illness, Mm -hmm. but also every mom, dad, partner across Canada to make sure that we all have the same um, rights and the same access to treatment right across Canada. That's what redefining motherhood means to me. Mm, Thank you so much. And Jamie. Hi, everyone. My name is Jamie Charlebois. I am the other co-founder of the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaborative. Um, I come from a place of lived experience, which we will talk about in a bit. But redefining motherhood to me is about Um, making sure everybody understands what it's like to be a new parent, that we're open and honest about the transition and the challenges as we become parents, Uh, that we all have equal and equitable access to care across the spectrum of the perinatal time period. So from conception to one year postpartum, Um, you shouldn't be limited by where you live and by what services are provided in your area. We need to push for a perinatal mental health strategy in Canada so we can all have that great access to screening, treatment, follow-up, everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much, ladies. I'm just so honored to have both of you here. And, um, you know, you both had said, you know, equal access. So for individuals who, you know, I think we've got some listeners who are brand new, like they're still pregnant. Uh, and we've got listeners who are a mom of many ages and stages. So for those who don't really know or have a concept of what um, equal access to perinatal mental health, can you share a little bit about that for those who just are new to where we're at right now? Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead, Jamie. Oh, depending on where you live, um, for example, if you live in Toronto, there are much more services and physicians and specialists in those areas. If you live in Thunder Bay, there may not be anybody specialized in perinatal mental health. There may not be the programs to support. Um, there may not be the strategies, policies, and procedures mm. that dictate what type of care and treatment needs to occur. So some women and families are in areas where they literally do not know what to do. They have no one to access. They have no one to reach out to. Mm -hmm. And so we call this a postal code lottery in that, you know, depending on where you live, you may or may not have access to those treatments. Hmm. And that's a like... So where are we at right now? Where are we in this um, strategy and this collaborative? Where are we at right now for those who just don't know? Well, we are not in um, a good place. Uh, we, that's why we started this um, collaborative. We don't have universal screening in Canada. So what, what universal screening means is that when you're pregnant, you have all different kinds of tests that your midwife obstetrician will will have you undergo to make sure that you and your baby are healthy. Well, one of those tests is not to determine whether or not you're at high risk or you're currently um, suffering from a perinatal mental illness. And when we say perinatal, it's the time from conception, even before conception, all the way to a year postpartum. So you can be experiencing things like, you know, feeling sad, we say depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, bipolar disorder, psychosis. There's a real spectrum of what you can feel if you have a perinatal mental illness. So it's not the head the the headline grabbing stories that we often see, um, those are usually postpartum psychosis where, you know, you see a news story about a mom hurting herself or her baby. That's one to two in a thousand. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to recognize that we need to help those women especially. But you don't have to be having those feelings to be going through a perinatal mental illness, that you can be feeling extremely sad or having intrusive thoughts, having these scary thoughts enter your head. Even if you have thoughts of harming yourself or your baby, it doesn't mean you're going through postpartum psychosis. It could mean that you're going through postpartum bipolar disorder or postpartum anxiety and that you're not going to be a threat to your baby or yourself. So we don't want women to be scared to go into a doctor's office and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. But the problem right now in Canada is that if you go to your family doctor and say that, your family doctor might not do anything about it. Right. Um, we have lots of great family doctors out there, great midwives, great obstetricians. However, there are many that are not trained in perinatal mental health. Mm -hmm. So you overcome that obstacle, that, that stigma of 
and that awareness to bring yourself into the doctor's office and then the doctor might not do anything about it. We've heard many stories of healthcare practitioners just shrugging it off mm-hmm. and saying, you know, you're fine, you're just feeling overwhelmed um, or it's just the baby blues, uh, you'll be fine in a few days and they don't even assess them properly. So this is a situation we're facing across Canada for screening and then there's a whole other gamut when we talk about what's there if you do screen positive and you need treatment. Right. You know, and adding to that, Mm -hmm. um, so we're pushing for universal screening, but there has to be the infrastructure to treat. So we can't even say that universal screening is going to resolve the issue because if we, if we have midwives, family doctors, obstetricians screening, they need to have somewhere to send them. So it's actually unethical to universally screen without that infrastructure in place. And so what Patricia was saying is that we have uh, women and families that finally get the courage to reach out for help and there can be insensitive and invalidating interactions with their healthcare providers. Many, um, if they do go to these people uh, for help, will leave with a prescription for an antidepressant um, 70% of the time. Without a conversation of um, how to support people psychologically. So we know that for mild to moderate um, mental health issues, cognitive behavioral therapy or interpersonal therapy is the gold standard treatment. Um, But in Canada, we also have limited access to um, free psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those that are free are very long wait lists. So that can become a challenge also. So it's our hope that when people do reach out for help, that their healthcare providers are being sensitive, that they are accessing evidence-based treatments and therapies, and simply just validating Mm -hmm. what these women are saying and reassure them that they're not alone, that many, many women, like 20% of women will go through a perinatal mood disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, And very simple statements like that can be so supportive. Right. Yeah, no, I would agree. I absolutely agree. And I I um, myself experienced it at the 18 month checkup. I was like, yep. So 15 words, uh, they can squat. Like, so asking about my daughter, um, they can pick up things. Oh, and uh, you're, you're doing fine, right? Uh, Not depressed or anything. And I was like, Oh, um, uh, interesting because I wasn't prepared for that. And um, I thought we were talking about my daughter. So there's a lot of different things that came up in there, but I was like, if I were to say I actually need help and this is not about the specific family doctor, right? Because at least she's asking, but was she prepared for what I was about to say? We had already acknowledged that I was, um, I was out walking, that this wasn't the actual time of the appointment. Cause you know, we're in, uh, a global pandemic right now. So everything's happening over the phone. And so I like, on one side was very grateful and appreciative that I showed up in that appointment. You know, I was asked one question because I've been in appointments where I have not been. Um, And I'm, you know, also an ambassador and very aware of, you know, where we're at in in maternal mental health. And, and then I thought, but what if I said, yes, what was her next step and how was I going to be supported? But also how is the family doctor and the nurse, how are they supported to manage what I'm about to say? 
And so it's not about, you know, that individual. It's about the, the bigger, vast majority of like, what is our approach and what is our strategy, just as what you were saying. And so like we're taking one step, but we're almost taking five steps backwards because we're not, we're not ready for it, right? Right. But even in the way the question was asked, you probably felt, well, if I say yes, what does that mean? Because the question was kind of put, oh, you're okay, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, many women will be like, oh, well, they're not, they're not going to support me. They don't have the time. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the question had been formed with, oh, Nicole, how are you feeling? Uh, do you have a sense of coping? Mm. You know, those are more open responses where we feel like it's going to lead to some type of support. Absolutely. It's and, also so dismissive, though, yes. you know, it's, it's almost like um, whatever you're feeling doesn't matter or because the, a lot of the stigma is, oh, just suck it up. You're a mom now. And yes, it's hard. Yeah, yes, that's the mom kidding. code. But we all go through it. And yes. that's, that's what people don't understand. There's actually a physical, biological illness called perinatal mental illness, postpartum depression. It's not that, oh, fine, I finally succumbed to motherhood and I can't deal with it and I need medication. That's not what it is. It's an actual illness. There's a huge difference between just, you know, feeling a bit off um, and feeling the overwhelmingness of motherhood, which is important in itself and we need to acknowledge. And then there's the actual illness, Mm -hmm. which can be from mild to too severe. So just the this the way the question is phrased and I hear a lot of women get that question like you too like oh but you but you're okay right like it's just going to go away in a few days and it just dismisses what they're feeling so that they go home thinking oh yeah maybe it is all me maybe it is all I'm just making this up in my head and and I'm okay and that's really really dangerous because if you're if we're not assessed and properly diagnosed and treated, this can turn into chronic Mm -hmm. anxiety and chronic depression and go on for years. Well, and it's the constant asking, is there something wrong with me? Because I wasn't made a priority at any time postpartum. So there must be something wrong with me because I, I feel like I don't have any of this figured out. And, and it was, you know, especially just for my story, um, my daughter and I, we had a C-section and it was like, well, that's just what you had. So just suck it up and deal with it. Cause now you're a mom and everyone has C-sections and some people don't and some people do. So your story doesn't really matter. And you've got to deal with the baby now. And I had a conversation last week with someone for the podcast. And we talked about, um, unprocessed, unresolved experiences, right, is, is how we can experience trauma. And it doesn't have to be a traumatic experience, but the fact that I wasn't really able to process any of that experience then bottled up. Like, yeah, I remember going to my OB afterwards and being like, okay, so what happened? She's like, oh yeah, nope, that's just, this is just what you have now after a C-section. I was like, okay, but are you going to like, are you going to ask me like how I'm doing? Like, how that experience, like it was just a very medical, you lost a lot of blood, you went like all of the very medical terms. I was like, but what about my brain? Because does anybody want to know about how I experienced that? And how that was like a very intense experience for me. And the whole um, consensus was welcome to motherhood. That's what it is. I was like, but I'm so much more than that. Like I am so mm-hmm. much more than just like being a mom is an, is an epic experience, but I'm so much more than that. Like I'm still me and I still have thoughts and experiences. So where is that space happening where I can process that? And someone's going to say, 
I hear you. Mm -hmm. And not right. answer with, well, at least, <laughs> well, at least you, you made a it. healthy baby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, at least she was eight pounds. You know, at least you got out of the hot, like that isn't met with, there's no empathy. There's no, it, it invalidates the things that I would experience. And and I have been working in the field of social work and coaching. So it's like I like I have this awareness, but then there was like me in my body going, yeah, but this isn't how we're supposed to respond to people when they're experiencing, you know, trauma or an absolute transition, as we will say parenthood is, right? So Yeah. And it's not just about um, holding the mom's hand and saying, okay, I'm going to give you some time to listen to you. Therapy isn't about saying, um, oh, I'm so sorry you feel this way. And it, it's, I think the, 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 the misstep here is not recognizing that your brain is also a part of your body. And it's not just happening in your brain, it's hormones. Mm -hmm. After we give birth, the hormones completely plummet. And that has a huge effect on your neurotransmitters in your brain that mm -hmm. make you happy and stable. And so for some moms that may have had, you know, a little bit of depression and anxiety in the past, maybe they weren't even diagnosed, all of a sudden, this perfect storm of not having the hormones up to a certain level to keep your neurotransmitters in check, all of a sudden you have a perinatal mental illness. There are some moms who develop postpartum bipolar disorder who's, who have never had any mental right. health issues in their past. So I think we need to recognize this as a distinct disorder, physical disorder. And that's not, that's not is what's recognized in what we call the Bible of mental health um, conditions, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders. And so I think that's the disconnect. It's just not about holding mom's hand and saying, you're okay, you're right. going to get through this. I'll bring you a casserole. Yeah. This is affecting her physically, biologically. It's, it's affecting the baby. Mm -hmm. We know that more uh, kids that, that grow up that have lived in households where the mom wasn't treated properly for a perinatal mental illness develop um, are high, higher risk of developing post uh, anxiety and depression in their lives. And we know that mental health issues that are unresolved lead to things like heart disease and um, obesity and, and all kinds of other physical ailments. So this is a serious issue. It's not, it's not about just placating mom. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about pity and sympathy. It's about recognizing it, making space for it and doing something like treating it, not as just the thoughts that you think, but actually treating them as like, I feel like the stigma around mental health is just it's built in society structures and constructs around it's not important and you'll just figure it out. And it's like, our brain is so important and our hormones are so important. And if we're not looking at how all of those intertwine, we're missing, we're missing the big picture and women are not getting the support that they need. Um, I would, I would cry over not being able to open a water bottle. And like, I knew that it was, it was okay, but like there was something bigger than me hormonally biologically happening and it's like how come we didn't talk about this before like nine months of pregnancy we not want we didn't ever talk about what could happen up here we just talked about if you feel sad it's like well but I'm not sad I'm actually super happy but I'm confused 
and I have a lot of fear. We Can really you imagine having gestational diabetes and your doctor saying, oh, but you're feeling okay, right? Right, right. Or, or having a broken arm and just saying, oh, but it's, you're fine, right? It's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Hello, where's yeah. the diagnosis and treatment? Where's the treatment? And, and I think that really the part that is very interesting and, and important, and Jamie had talked about this, is the infrastructure for, a, for asking that question. Like the system needs to shift in a way that says the whole body, mind, body, soul is important. And we're not just going to keep treating one part at a time and dismiss the other one. Because what we're dismissing is somebody's sense of worth and somebody's um, ability when we actually do ask for help and we're met with being dismissed. Now that like the asking for help again the The mind is the body we're all one mental health is physical health your brain is also an organ in your body anything that you feel is a result of a chemical process in your body or a result of environment what's happening in the environment how you're interpreting it in your in your body Mm -hmm. it's 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 you're not making this up this is a result of a chemical reaction in your body in your brain your uh, brain is an organ Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we're not, if a mom finally has the sense of self or confidence to say, yeah, like I think something's off and is met with, well, you're fine. Like it's just not okay. So when you say, um, the infrastructure hasn't, isn't there, what are we hoping for? What is the, you know, if we had a magic wand, everything could be, you know, resolved tomorrow. What are we working towards? What would you say? Where do we start? We're working towards a national perinatal uh, mental health strategy. So coming from the top and dictating mm. what every healthcare provider should do at certain and distinct points across the perinatal spectrum. Mm-hmm. So at in the second and third trimester, at two, six, eight weeks postpartum, six months, that Every woman, regardless of who she sees, is asked the same questions, met with appropriate responses, and referred to uh, evidence-based treatments. Mm. We don't, you know, in the perinatal time period, women see so many healthcare providers, more than any other time period in their life. So it's a missed opportunity if we're not asking. Mm-hmm. If we all start asking the same questions and we're using the same screening tools, it decreases the stigma related to mental illness because people expect to be asked. It's not right. a surprise. Screening is, is an educational opportunity. It's not clicking boxes or checking boxes. Mm-hmm. It's asking the questions and responding appropriately. And it's so, so important. I just wanted to add on to something Patricia said Mm -hmm. about diabetes. Like we know that um, a perinatal mental illness is the number one complication of childbearing. And yet there's nothing mandated. So gestational diabetes happens at a rate of like 6%. High blood pressure in pregnancy, 6%. Mm -hmm. Perinatal mental illness. 20%. And yet we're not asking the question. So, you know, it's so easy for people to say, oh, well, you know, you don't have diabetes, you don't have this. So, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Let's welcome to motherhood. But, you know, there's so many things that come, so many negative things that come from being dismissed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much, ladies, for all the work that you're doing for all of the women um, and for, for everything that you're doing to push this forward. I have been in your space for just a short time, and I'm just really grateful to be in this space and to be a, to be a part of something that you know is actually going to make a big change because it is so needed. And I'm just really grateful for all of the work that you're doing. Um, and I will say right now, so today um, is a really important week. This week is a really important week. Why don't you tell us about that? And then uh, tell us what our listeners can do if they, if they want to support and if they want to make some changes. Well, this week is World Maternal Mental Health Week. Mm-hmm. And we have been running a campaign all all the during the month of April and it's called hashtag now more than ever because during this pandemic can you imagine what what was lacking before the pandemic in regards to perinatal mental illness well now more than ever moms dads partners need screening and access to treatment so um, Wednesday May the 6th we are doing a live event all day Um, Check us out on our Facebook page. It's the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaborative. We're going to have experts on to talk about perinatal mental illness and mental health. And we hope you'll join us and continue the conversation past this week. It has to continue. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Jamie? No, that's great. Thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, thank you so much, ladies. And I will put some links in the notes below. And I ask that all our mamas all share this with their mamas. Um, because it does, it just it's it just takes one person, right? And and together, you know, if one person does it, that every time one person adds, we are rippling and and making a big difference. And so I just really appreciate everything that you're doing. We'll put all the show notes below. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. And um, we'll have you back. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful. I want to invite you to join our Facebook group, Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. You can find the link in the show notes below. And if you want to find more information, more resources, and stories, you can subscribe to our weekly More Than Moms journal. I want you to remember that you are doing the best you can with the resources that you have. You are loved, you are worthy, and you are enough. You got this, Mama.